0: Saturday on these airwaves. My name is KC Steve, the voice of Deer Valley. on Recins News Talk Station, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. Come on! Citizen Watch. Saturday, November 22nd, 2021. studio it's early it is early uh that's right the last saturday in november thanksgiving thanksgiving weekend oh let's get ready to go out we have to do everything ourselves here nobody's here let me tell you this place is vague even the even the rat problem left for the weekend i should say rodents who knows it was something big and furry lots of them you know, we're downtown here at an undisclosed location, and, well, downtowns typically, you know, they've been around for a while, and we're no exception. There's one building on the corner over here they're fixing. What was it? 1909. Had a hard time reading the Roman numerals, but I think that's what it was. 1909. So, again, that's almost 100 years by my MCOE math, which is a long time to be around here. So, the rodents have been here longer than, than we have. But, uh, luckily, they moved out for the weekend, and it's just me. <laughs> The head wrote it. No, it's uh, me, Casey Steed, your, your host for the next, uh, well, it's two and a half hours, but we break it up with uh, our good friend Roger Wood. Community Conversation, 7 o'clock, six great episodes. 7 seven a.m. Let me get on the mic here. 7 a.m. You don't want to miss that. Uh, we talk about, we always have that health update. What is it, 80, 89, 86? almost 90 weeks. That's a long, long, that's over a year. I know that. It's a long time we've been interviewing Dr. Kristen Sullivan. Of course, you can't help, but here on the news this weekend about the uh, the new variant, the uh, omnipresent or omni, I don't know what it is. Omni, I think it's a Greek symbol. symbol, symbol. It's like we're at a, uh, a fraternity, the pi beta kappa delta. Now we're in the omni. So anyway, uh, Dr. Kristen Sullivan, six uh, great episodes. She's always one of them. And then we have usually a couple of school episodes, you know, uh, education updates, that type of thing. And then some of the fun things going on. I think this week it was uh, the Christmas parade. Hear about the Christmas parade. The uh, reverse. The reverse parade. It's not virtual. It might as well be virtual. But, uh, you know, you virtually can't go out. Forbidden uh, to go out. But I, I do understand that. Pedestrian traffic will not be pounced upon. There won't be uh, barricade lines, uh, formations of riot police. No, you can walk downtown, believe it or not, at Christmas. So that was good to hear. So Roger Wood, you don't want to miss that at 7 o'clock. And then back to us, Citizen Watch at 8, bonus half hour at 9, 9 to 9.30, and then Real Living Today with Dr. Bob. That's our Saturday morning local block, the local talk block. And if you miss... Any of Citizen Watch or Community Conversations, you can go to 1480kyos.com. There they all are. They're all right there. On the internet, there's a tab. I think it says Podcasts. You hover over that. And it will open up two uh, other tabs. One is Citizen Watch. The other is Community Conversations. And there they all are. All the shows from both of those. Citizen Watch is, uh, I think we're on 200. That's a lot of shows, folks. A lot of shows. I think we're we're approaching 240. We're getting close. When we get to 1,000, we'll probably probably give something away. Speaking of giving something away, I have got to go out. There's an ornament store. What is it called? Christmas Creations. I'll get that in the next segment. Got to get some of those ornaments away uh, for the holidays to our listeners. And what I'll do is I'll just have you send a PSA to me at uh, casey.steed at smgnational.com. That's our email address here. I believe you can also send it to PSA at SMG National. That's uh, Sam Mary George, SMG, Stevens Media Group, national.com, smgnational, all one word, And it'll get to me and request a gift certificate. They're $10 gift certificates. It's for an ornament store. i have more information only have about three of those to give away, so we'll do it by when the emails come in on the timestamp. Because the phone—I don't know—last couple of times I've used the phone. No, hello, is anybody out there? But I appreciate those people to do listen. I understand the holidays. Again, it's Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving weekend, and a lot of folks are off. They're away. They're not here in town. They took the four-day weekend. Some people, some people started last weekend, folks. Okay, just to let you know. Some people aren't coming back till the first of the year. I think that's Congress. No, I don't know when they're coming back. Are they they even in session? You know, they're trying to get the uh, Build Back Better plan over the hump. Somebody told me the other day, it sounds like an exercise program. I mean, what is that? Build Back Better. Of course, the gyms have been closed for a long time. But it is Thanksgiving Day weekend. I had a nice uh, dinner at some friends that invited me over, took pity on me. And had me over for dinner, and it was a really, really nice time. Absolutely wonderful meal of turkey, uh, green bean casserole, something or other, sweet potato. You know, all the accoutrements. I really like the canned cranberry sauce. There's really uh, no other way to serve that than just let that slide on out sideways with all of the ribs and everything and just dig in with your spoon. It doesn't. It doesn't stay cylindrical very long. But boy, it sure is good, and it brings back all those memories of the season, sitting around the table, the fellowship that goes on, the kidding, the camaraderie. It was a really, to me, a very, very nice time. And again, uh, not a lot of places to go, so it was uh, it was nice to to be invited over to somebody's house and and to sit around with their family and watch them celebrate. I guess you know, I, I said the start of the season really is Halloween. Because it seems like all the Christmas decorations go up then. But Thanksgiving, I tell you, it's a downhill slide to Christmas. Not even a month now until Christmas. And it will be here. So, again, I thank those folks. We went around the table and gave uh, what we were thankful for. Or what we were grateful for. I guess it was grateful. Grateful, thankful. And, again, it was just nice to have the fellowship of, uh, of other folks. Especially after these trying times. Of course, last year, a lot of people got together Anyway. But, with the Covid, of course, now the new variant uh, rearing its head overseas, and I probably here already. it just hasn't it just hasn't uh, shown up in the testing yet, but with world travel and the way things move around, I'm sure that I'm sure that it won't be long and how they're going to react to that. I don't know uh, we're going to have some information here about Dr. Teachin, our favorite superintendent over at the Merced County Office of Education. He's the only one. He's taking care of a lot of projects. One of the big, the big uh, deals going on is the Virginia Smith Trust. This is the development of land, 600 and some odd acres out there by the University of California. But uh, one uh, interesting thing here it was, uh, it made the political Politico, which is a very, well, it's a pretty well read publication, uh, internet. Based publication they have the reporters i think they're in the third row at the white house there which uh, if you know how they assign reporters in the white house that's pretty high up usually the well we wouldn't even make it in the white house i'm sure if i showed up they'd say really No the uh, the tours are on thursday but uh, the the the, the lamestream media the real law the, the nobodies they they're in the back so politico they're up front and they have an article About stressed school leaders urge California lawmakers to keep student vaccine exemptions. And what this is about is those personal choices that were all guaranteed under the Constitution, or so you thought you were. Pursuit of liberty, happiness, all of those things. And uh, the schools, as you know, are starting to talk about mandates coming up in regards to vaccines, and especially in light of this new variant, which some people say are vaccine-resistant, and that could go either way. In other words, well, you better get the vaccine to see if you're resistant. And if you don't have the vaccine, I don't know what kind of danger you're in. But this is a very, very interesting article that was in Politico uh, about, and it has a California connection in Dr. Teachin and also in Adam Gray, our assemblyman. So what this is about is they want to keep the kids in school, especially now that we've gone back to in-person learning. And it's very, very critical that we keep the children in school for not only their mental health, their learning, but also for the ADA, the average daily attendance, so the schools can get their money to keep the funding going, finance the teachers and all the other things that go along with that. So the uh, virtual learning model, the distance learning model, really didn't work out well for a lot of reasons. One was Internet availability, broadband availability. You hear a lot of push for that now to have this uh, rolled out across the nation at government expense so that everybody can be connected to the net. This was a big spinoff of kids not being able to learn. I remember at the start of this thing, they were having the buses parked out in areas with little or no broadband service so some california i read from the article some california school leaders this is from politico dated november 17th just last week last wednesday some california school leaders are urging lawmakers to preserve covid vaccine exemptions for students warning of a logistical nightmare that could push thousands of children out of classrooms the issue over whether K-12 through students student should be allowed a personal belief exemption for the coronavirus shot is shaping up to be the biggest battle in the Capitol next year, one that could divide state Democrats. State law bans such exemptions for other school vaccine requirements. Now, you've all heard of the anti-vaxxers, the folks that don't want the MMR, the mumps, measles, rubella, none of that stuff. Uh... They don't want any any part of that. Well, the state has banned uh, those exemptions, those personal belief exemptions for those viruses or for those vaccines. But the COVID vaccine being an emergency use authorization and being so new is not under those exemptions. So now there may have to be legislation proposed to either include that in the exemptions or maintain that personal belief exemption. Assembly member Adam Gray met with superintendents in Merced County this week, where school officials are worried that high numbers of students, many of whom qualify as low income, will remain unvaccinated and thus be required to attend already understaffed independent study programs that are subpar to classrooms. So the acknowledgement that distance learning, this uh, independent study, is not the way to go. You need to have people butts in seats. You need to have kids in the classroom getting that in-person learning. And evidently, the article is saying it's even more important for areas that are impoverished or of very low income. Governor Gavin Newsom announced last month that students will be required to get vaccinated against the coronavirus In order to enter classrooms, a policy that won't go into effect until federal officials fully approve the immunizations immunizations by age group, and this is what we talk about—the vaccine being experimental in nature. Legally, he's somewhat prohibited, but as soon as it as soon as it is approved, then these mandates will go into effect. And again, to get to total compliance, because you can't have any dissension in this world anymore. If you are, you're vilified then they're going to either include the coronavirus vaccine as part of the mandatory vaccines that are now required. Or will they let the exemption go by? We'll pick this up after the after the commercials here. Almost out of time for this segment of Merced County's Citizen Watch. almost said morning news, but it's not. No, it's uh, Citizen Watch. Saturday morning, the 6 a.m. hour. That's right, it's early, isn't it? thanksgiving day weekend hopefully you're just sitting around tryptophan is wearing off you're waking up supposed to be a nice weekend hopefully you'll get something done around the house all those little honeydews, or maybe you're out of town you won't hear this until uh, later in the week but we're so happy you're here with us we'll be right back my name is casey steed the voice of your valley on merced's news talk 107.3 fm 1480 am kyos Saturday morning, where we just, um, hey, my name's Casey Steed, the voice of your valley, on Merced's News Talk, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS, Citizen Watch, that's right, here we are, Thanksgiving weekend, hopefully everybody's uh, getting together. For the holiday, the start of the holidays, that's right, the Christmas music is playing, but not here. And I tell you, it's everywhere. I was going to the country station. It's, every, it's everywhere. Of course, Dave, good old Dave Luna, he loves the Christmas music. Comes in here in his his Santa hat every morning. Got the sleigh bells we know when he's here. I hear him coming down the, down the hallway. He loves Christmas. When we start playing Christmas music, he wanted to start it in October. We had to hold him back. No, Dave, don't load the machine yet. Yeah, it's a snowblower in here. It's unbelievable. You think Atwater is festive. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. ho. And Atwater is festive. Let me tell you, they're doing a lot of great things down there. Old Town Atwater. What a great name. It reminds me of Old Town San Diego. Old Town San Diego is uh, quite the place, if you've never been. This has a whole different feel, Old Town Atwater. Truly a slice of the valley back in the day. Really reminds you of that small-town feel and with the ice skating rink going on down there. I think I mentioned last weekend, coming back from dinner in Delhi. Absolutely unbelievable. 9.30 on a Saturday. Place was packed. I hear uh, over-expectations in the attendance out there. So, again, congratulations on the Rosari ice skating rink. Let's not forget the local benefactors that uh, donated so much money, time, and effort uh, for the love of the community, the whole community, the whole valley. Anybody that can get out there, great deal. Season passes, 150 bucks. This thing goes till January. And it's almost February when this thing closes. It's January something. And here it is only November. So a good uh, month and a half, two months of skating fun in the sun and sometimes the fog out there. At the Rosari ice skating rink out there on Cedar and what? Cedar and Third. You can't miss it downtown. And the other thing you can't miss downtown Atwater, we'll get back to the teaching thing, I promise. The other thing you can't miss in downtown Atwater is the new lights over uh, Broadway. Excuse me. It's not Main Street, it's Broadway. The new lights over Broadway. Now, they are beautiful, they were donated. Uh, I believe why by some of the local uh, financed, uh, by uh, some of the local merchants downtown on Broadway. Again, Old Town Atwater, giving it that feel. Really a nice look. And I know there were some community members, uh, one woman in particular, who really spearheaded that effort. Really gave it her all. And I'd like to uh, commend Chi Chi Wood for uh, really taking that bull by the horns. And let me tell you, <laughs> She ought to be in rodeo the way she uh, wrestled that one. Got everybody rowing in the same direction. And there's still more to come. There's still more to come. She's not done. They're not done. The folks that are working on that, believe me, it's going to be a beautiful thing. So, old town Atwater lots going on. We're going to try to cover their city council meeting uh, that they had back on the 15th. We haven't covered many Atwater city council meetings lately. Uh, A rare Frank... Petro appearance, which was uh, very, very interesting. Well, let's get back. Let's get back to the political article back on the 17th of November. Uh, Dr. T, Dr. Teaching, teaching our kids, running for re-election, making national news in Politico, talking about the vaccine mandate coming down the line here in California with Governor Newsom. He's already made, you know, he wants to be a leader, baby. Come on. He survived the recall. Now he feels impunity to impose his will on you and your children. So if you don't get vaxxed, well, you can't go to school. You're going to be the uh, independent study program, the remote learning, you know, try to find a signal. What time is it? When do we log on? Zoom, zoom, zoom. And people are pushing back against this, specifically the superintendents here in the state of California, because they realize the importance of this. So let me read on, because I rattle on. Under Newsom's requirements, which aren't expected to go into place until next July, students could seek exemptions from the COVID-19 vaccines for medical, religious, and personal beliefs, because the rule is being enacted through regulation rather than under a stricter 2015 law that eliminated most exemptions, i.e. legislation. Difference between reg- regulation and, leg- and legislation. These are your executive orders, your, uh, hey, this is the you know the king and I, blah, blah, blah. Whereas legislation is everybody gets together, that across the aisle, that let's sit, sit next to each other at the State of the Union address. Let's show that we, we pretend we like each other. And get some bipartisan legislation across the aisle. Not the Build Back Better plan. That's going to be reconciliation. That's a complete abdication of our system. But, hey, when you're in charge. So, Newsom's in charge. He feels impunity. And uh, right now, well, he's on shaky ground. But, I go from the article, but the legislature can change that. When the session returns in January and they're expected to take up the issue. The debate has put Democrats in a tough spot. (laughs) As if they're not already in one on the national scene. But we're talking about California. The debate has put Democrats in a tough spot balancing public health with the promise of an education. (laughs) Well, you would think that promise of an education would be, you know, forefront. But hey, I get the public health. The scare, you know, you don't want to let anything go to waste. A lot of money flows with, look at the ventilation, you know, the filter, the HEPA. Guarantee you, there's some AC contractors out there on new rides. Here we get to the good part. Merced County Superintendent of Schools, Steve Teachan, said in an email sent to educators, obtained by Politico. Steve said, if students, parents are forced to make a choice next summer, We believe we will have a much larger group of students remain outside of our school systems. No matter what I think about the importance of the vaccination and its ability to keep people safe, we need to keep our students in school. A learning recovery plan that can't enroll the students in an in-person setting is not a learning recovery plan. So Dr. Teachin saying, hey, look, no matter what my personal beliefs are, we have to keep these kids in school. And if you have parents that believe, well, we need to to accommodate that. I read from the article, while 75% of eligible Californians statewide have been vaccinated with at least one dose of the COVID shot, only about 55% are partially vaccinated here in the County of Mercy. Teachin said in an email... The same email that I read from that Gray, Assemblyman Adam Gray, that's right. You know, the one that writes the really strongly worded letters about those meanies at the state water board taking our water. Of course, nothing gets done about it. They still take it. But that Adam Gray had agreed to carry legislation to reinforce the current code regulation that leaves a personal belief option in place. So not only were we going to leave the exemption for personal beliefs in place, but carry legislation that would reaffirm, reaffirm your rights, your personal beliefs, what you believe is best for your child under the Constitution and not the government telling you what's best. This is what our current school superintendent believes, and this is what he indicated that Our assemblyman believed, too, because he was going to carry that legislation. But, well, let me read on. Gray did confirm that he met with local superintendents and said he's concerned about the potential for rural schools to be disproportionately affected by the vaccine requirements. The state lawmaker, who stressed in a statement that he is pro-vaccine, echoed concerns from school board members across the state. Gray said he worried a school mandate will disproportionately impact low-income zip codes and communities of color where vaccination rates are lower, barring already at-risk students from classrooms. In Merced County, 75% of students are Latino and qualify for free or reduced-price meals. Because of funding, because school funding is tied to in-person attendance, those schools are also at a greater financial risk, according to the assemblyman. We all understand that. Average daily attendance, butts in seats money, as we call it. You got to have it. They got to be there. In his state budget, Newsom ended a, pan- a pandemic policy that protected schools from losing attendance-based funding as a way to encourage in-person learning. At the same time, he created a path for families that still want distance learning, setting the bar higher for those programs to avoid learning loss in the pandemic. But schools continue to struggle with capacity issues among a statewide teacher shortage and concerns remain about the efficiency of the programs. Gray made a statement saying that slashing school budgets to get kids vaccinated makes absolutely no sense. I committed to work with my local superintendents to avoid or mitigate any potential impact on schools in the Valley. I wholeheartedly support adults and kids getting vaccinated, but I will fight tooth and nail to ensure our schools stay fully funded. Now, there's another uh, person, Senator Richard Pan. He's out of Sacramento. He has championed past crackdowns on vaccine exemptions. And he's considering authoring legislation that would do the same for the COVID shot. Again, that legislation does not exist. Dr. Teachin went on to say to the email to all the other folks that we believe Dr. Pan will introduce the elimination of the exemptions. Schools in areas with low vaccination rates are seeking a champion in the legislature to fight it pan did not definitively say if he will carry such legislation but a spokesman said it remains under consideration he's going to look at the vaccination rates after the first of the year not the infection rates but the vaccination rates so again i think that uh, this is kind of short-sighted just getting vaccinated for the purpose of vaccination because you can because you can dictate to the parents what they're going to do a lot of people are A lot of parents are pulling their kids out of public schools now, going to private schools where they don't have to put up with this kind of thing, where they have choice. So again, Dr. Teachin indicating that Adam Gray, our own assemblyman, was going to carry legislation to reinforce the code, but the Merced County lawmaker denied that to Politico, said that's not true, said that he met with the superintendents, he feels their pain, but Uh, So far, no commitment to carry that legislation, which is really sad because, again, he doesn't want to see us lose money for the average daily attendance, which will happen because we don't have the ability to do the distance learning, the virtual learning. We don't have the resources. So what's the solution? It's very, very similar to water. A lot of frustration. Hey, we just have to do what they say or do we? And why don't we have those personal choices? Why can't we be the masters of our own destiny when it comes to our children and their education? And again, that's why a lot of folks are pulling their kids out of public schools, putting them in private schools, doing homeschooling. And if you're going to do virtual learning, you might as well know what they're learning. So again, very, very disappointing uh, that uh, Dr. Teigen was kind of thrown under the bus by Adam Gray and not... Supporting what evidently was an understanding that if this thing goes to a mandatory vaccination that there will be some help from our local assemblyman. I don't think Jim Costa on the federal level, our congressman, I don't know if he would be of any help either. Well, we're getting out of time for this segment. Citizen Watch. Second segment. my name is Casey Stee, the voice of your Valley on Merced's News Talk, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. We'll be right back, third and final segment of the 6 AM hour after these brief commercial breaks. We see Steve, the voice of your valley. On Merced's News Talk, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS, Citizen Watch. That's right, here we are, Thanksgiving weekend. Hopefully everybody's uh, getting together for the holiday, the start of the holidays. That's right, the Christmas music is playing, but not here. I tell you, it's everywhere. I was going to the country station. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Of course, Dave. Good old Dave Luna. He loves the Christmas music. Comes in here in his his Santa hat every morning. Got the sleigh bells. We know when he's here. You hear him coming down the down the hallway. He loves when we start playing Christmas music. He wanted to start it in October. We had to hold him back. No, Dave, don't load the machine yet. He yeah, has a snowblower in here. It's unbelievable. You think Atwater is festive? Ho, 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 ho! And Atwater is festive. Let me tell you, they're doing a lot of great things down there, Old Town Atwater. What a great name! It reminds me of Old Town San Diego. Old Town San Diego is uh, quite the place if you've never been. This has a whole different feel. Old Town Atwater, truly a slice of the valley back in the day. Really reminds you of that small-town feel and with the ice skating rink going on down there. I think I mentioned last weekend, coming back from dinner in Delhi, absolutely unbelievable. 9.30 on a Saturday, place was packed. I hear uh, over-expectations in the attendance out there. So, again, congratulations on the Rosari ice skating rink. Let's not forget the local benefactors that uh, donated so much money, time, and effort for the love of the community, the whole community, the whole valley, anybody that can get out there, great deal. Season passes, 150 bucks. This thing goes till January. And it's almost February when this thing closes. I mean, it's January something. And here it is only November. So a good uh, month and a half, two months of skating fun in the sun and sometimes the fog out there at the Rosari ice skating rink out there on Cedar and what? Cedar and Third. You can't miss it downtown. And the other thing you can't miss downtown Atwater. We'll get back to the teaching thing, I promise. The other thing you can't miss in downtown Atwater is the new lights over May- uh, Broadway. Excuse me, it's not Main Street, it's Broadway. The new lights over Broadway. Now they are beautiful. They were donated, uh, I believe, why, by some of the local uh, financed uh, by uh, some of the local merchants downtown on Broadway. Again, Old Town Atwater giving it that feel, really a nice look. And I know there were some community members, uh, one woman in particular, who really spearheaded that effort, really gave it her all. And I'd like to uh, commend Chi Chi Wood for uh, really taking that bull by the horns. And let me tell you, (laughs) she she ought to be in rodeo the way she uh, wrestled that one, got everybody rowing in the same direction. And there's still more to come. There's still more to come. She's not done. They're not done. The folks that are working on that, believe me, it's going to be a beautiful thing. So, old town Atwater lots going on. We're going to try to cover their city council meeting uh, that they had back on the 15th. We haven't covered many Atwater city council meetings lately. Uh, A rare Frank Petro appearance, which was uh, very, very interesting. Well, let's get back. Let's get back to the political article back on the 17th of November. Uh, Dr. T, Dr. Teachin, teaching our kids, running for re-election, making national news in Politico, talking about the vaccine mandate coming down the line here in California with Governor Newsom. He's already made, you know, he wants to be a leader, baby. Come on! He survived the recall. Now he feels impunity to impose his will on you and your children So, if you don't get vaxxed, well, you can't go to school. You're going to be the uh, independent study program, the remote learning. You know, try to find a signal. What time is it? When do we log on? Zoom, zoom, zoom. And people are pushing back against this, specifically the superintendents here in the state of California, because they realize the importance of this. So, let me read on, because I rattle on. Under Newsom's requirements, which aren't expected to go into place until next July, students could seek exemptions from the covid-19 vaccines for medical religious and personal beliefs because the rule is being enacted through regulation rather than under a stricter 2015 law that eliminated most exemptions i.e. legislation difference between reg- regulation and leg- and legislation these are your executive orders your uh, hey this is the you know the king and i Blah, blah, blah. Whereas legislation is everybody gets together, that across the aisle, that let's sit, sit next to each other at the State of the Union address. Let's show that we, we pretend we like each other and get some bipartisan legislation across the aisle. Not the Build Back Better plan. That's going to be reconciliation. That's a complete abdication of our system. But hey, when you're in charge. So Newsom's in charge. He feels impunity, and uh, right now, well, he's on shaky ground. But, I go from the article, but the legislature can change that when the session returns in January, and they're expected to take up the issue. The debate has put Democrats in a tough spot, (laughs) as if they're not already in one on the national scene. But we're talking about California. California. The debate has put Democrats in a tough spot, balancing public health with the promise of an education. (laughs) Well, you would think that promise of an education would be, you know, forefront. But, hey, I get the public health, the scare. You know, you don't want to let anything go to waste. A lot of money flows with, look at the ventilation, you know, the filter, the HEPA. Guarantee you there's some AC contractors out there, new rides. Here we get to the good part. Merced County Superintendent of Schools Steve Teachin, said in an email sent to educators obtained by Politico. Steve said, if students, parents are forced to make a choice next summer, we believe we will have a much larger group of students remain outside of our school systems. No matter what I think about the importance of the vaccination... And its ability to keep people safe. We need to keep our students in school. A learning recovery plan that can't enroll the students in an in-person setting is not a learning recovery plan. So Dr. Teachin saying, hey, look, no matter what my personal beliefs are, we have to keep these kids in school. And if you have parents that believe, well, we we need to accommodate that. I read from the article, while 75% of eligible Californians statewide have been vaccinated with at least one dose of the COVID shot, only about 55% are partially vaccinated here in the County of Mercy. Teachin said in an email, the same email that I read from, that Gray, Assemblyman Adam Gray, that's right. You know, the one that writes the... Really strongly worded letters about those meanies at the state water board taking our water. Of course, nothing gets done about it. They still take it. But that Adam Gray had agreed to carry legislation to reinforce the current code regulation that leaves a personal belief option in place. So not only were we going to leave the exemption for personal beliefs in place, but carry legislation that would reaffirm Reaffirm your rights, your personal beliefs, what you believe is best for your child under the Constitution and not the government telling you what's best. This is what our current school superintendent believes, and this is what he indicated that our assemblyman believed, too, because he was going to carry that legislation. But, well, let me read on. Gray did confirm that he met with local superintendents and said he's concerned about the potential for rural schools to be disproportionately affected by the vaccine requirements. The state lawmaker, who stressed in a statement that he is pro-vaccine, echoed concerns from school board members across the state. Gray said he worried a school mandate will disproportionately impact low-income zip codes and communities of color where vaccination rates are lower barring already at-risk students from classrooms in Merced County 75% of students are latino and qualify for free or reduced price meals because of funding because school funding is tied to in-person attendance those schools are also at a greater financial risk according to the assemblyman we all understand that Average daily attendance, butts in seats money, as we call it. You got to have it. They got to be there. In his state budget, Newsom ended a a pandemic policy that protected schools from losing attendance-based funding as a way to encourage in-person learning. At the same time, he created a path for families that still want distance learning, setting the bar higher for those programs to avoid learning loss in the pandemic, but... Schools continue to struggle with capacity issues among a statewide teacher shortage and concerns remain about the efficiency of the programs. Gray made a statement saying that slashing school budgets to get kids vaccinated makes absolutely no sense. I committed to work with my local superintendents to avoid or mitigate any potential impact on schools in the Valley I wholeheartedly support adults and kids getting vaccinated, but I will fight tooth and nail to ensure our schools stay fully funded. Now, there's another uh, person, Senator Richard Pan. He's out of Sacramento. He has championed past crackdowns on vaccine exemptions, and he's considering authoring legislation that would do the same for the COVID shot. Again, that legislation does not exist. Dr. Teachin went on to say to the email to all the other folks that we believe Dr. Pan will introduce the elimination of the exemptions. Schools in areas with low vaccination rates are seeking a champion in the legislature to fight it. Pan did not definitively say if he will carry such legislation, but a spokesman said it remains under consideration. He's going to look at the vaccination rates. After the first of the year, not the infection rates, but the vaccination rates. So, again, I think that uh, this is kind of short-sighted. Just getting vaccinated for the purpose of vaccination because you can. Because you can dictate to the parents what they're going to do. A lot of people are, a lot of parents are pulling their kids out of public schools now. Going to private schools where they don't have to put up with this kind of thing. Where they have choice. So, again, Dr. Teachin indicating that Adam Gray... Our own assemblyman was going to carry legislation to reinforce the code, but the Merced County lawmaker denied that to Politico, said that's not true, said that he met with the superintendents, he feels their pain, but uh, so far, no commitment to carry that legislation, which is really sad because, again, he doesn't want to see us lose money for the average daily attendance, which will happen because we don't have the ability to do the distance learning. The virtual learning. We don't have the resources. So what's the solution? It's very, very similar to water. A lot of frustration, hey, we just have to do what they say, or do we? And why don't we have those personal choices? Why can't we be the masters of our own destiny when it comes to our children and their education? And again, that's why a lot of folks are pulling their kids out of public schools, putting them in private schools, doing homeschooling. And if you're going to do virtual learning, you might as well know what they're learning. So again, very, very disappointing uh, that uh, Dr. Teigen was kind of thrown under the bus by Adam Gray and not supporting what evidently was an understanding that if this thing goes to a mandatory vaccination that there will be some help from our local assemblyman. I don't think Jim Costa on the federal level, our congressman, I don't know if he would be of any help either. Well, we're getting out of time for this segment. Citizen Watch. Second segment, my name is Casey Stee, the voice of your Valley on Merced's News Talk, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. West. We'll be right back, third and final segment of the 6 AM hour after these brief commercial breaks.